and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now your hosts, Joe Waltman and Max McGuire. Welcome back to hour two of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you want to call in and talk about anything that we're talking about, feel free to do so. 888-441-1121 is our number. Okay, so we have a couple other clips that I wanted to play from the Derek Chauvin trial. We keep talking about the, the generalness of it. So um, j- just so I can I can uh, address this, I just got an email, and one of the emails that I got talked about um, us talking about pricing. So I want to be really clear on my pillow. You, you can I'm not going to tell you what you can buy stuff for on the nor have we ever said what you can get things for on my pillow's website, right? We're not even evol- involved in that, right? But uh, so. The answer is no. We're not. We've never talked about price when it comes to what you can get things at my pillow for. Okay, is that clear? It's up to sixty-six percent. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. So we have more of these clips from the Chauvin trial that we want to get through. A couple of them. Um, I want to play this one first, though. This is a clip not from the Chauvin trial, but from a protest. I believe the protest was in Houston. We're only going to play a couple seconds of it but they are carrying a banner that basically is alleging that george floyd cried out for his mother while he was dying let's go ahead and play cut number five if george floyd's murder he said mama i can't breathe so just wanted to show you that cut it we can cut it there we go (laughs) just want to show you that he said mama that's what they're claiming he said. And it, it's true that he did cry out for mama, mama, mama. What the media isn't telling you right now is that when his girlfriend took the stand, and I tried to get a clip, it didn't have time before the show went live. When the girlfriend took the stand, she admitted that she is in George Floyd's phone as mama. Now that's important. There's a big difference between George Floyd hallucinating about to die, right? Brain de- deprived of oxygen, calling out for his already dead mother as if he thinks she's still there. There's a big difference between that and calling out for a girlfriend who's nearby, who has the nickname Mama. So they've presented this narrative that he, he was so out of it, deprived of oxygen, crying out for his mother, even though he had just said his mother died. Like, oh, he was obviously, they should have known. Well, now we know that his girlfriend, he actually referred to his girlfriend as Mama. That was his nickname for her. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, she was there at the scene or nearby crying out for her. He was crying out for her. So there's lots of these lies that, that yeah, as soon as you find out, you got to report that. Why isn't the mainstream media saying, hey, well, yeah, we, we knew he was crying out for mama, but it turns out he could have been just referring to his girlfriend. And maybe he wasn't uh, deprived of oxygen. Maybe he was just asking for his girlfriend to come help him. I don't know. It, it's it, a lot of this really pisses me off. And then you hear at the trial that George Floyd that they're saying it was an unreasonable amount of force, that there was no reason for three officers to put their weight onto George Floyd's body. And that's what the prosecution witnesses are saying. There was no reason for it. Without interruption, without commentary, I just want to play the video of what it looked like when police officers tried to push George Floyd into the car and pay close attention to how George Floyd jumps out of the vehicle. Let's go ahead and play cut number seven. Warning, 
may find these images disturbing. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to win. I'll get on the ground or anything. I can't stand this shit, man. He know it. You know it too, Mr. Albert. Y'all hear me? Don't do me like that, man. Please. Okay, so, can I talk to you, please? Yes, you I was hard. We can talk. I am a claustrophobic. I'm, I'm hearing you, but you're working with me. God, I'm claustrophobic. Right there, man. Can you get in the front? Please. No, you're not going to get in the front. I'm claustrophobic, Mr. Albert. Get in the car. Okay, man. Okay. I'm not a bad guy, man. Get in the car. I'm not a bad guy. You ain't going to win. Oh, God. things we've showed this in the past we're not going to show the part where they kneel on him um don't want to get flagged a couple things to note he he asked them to put him on the ground so they tried to put him in a cruiser where they could lock the doors and talk to him and he wouldn't be able to get away he jumped out of the car himself and asked to be put on the ground right jumped knocked cops over when he was doing that one he's also saying he can't breathe before anyone's even touched his neck he's saying he can't breathe he said it when he was standing he said it was sitting, and, and as we, we know, he said it when he was lying down, right? He also is throwing out pretty much every excuse in the book that you would expect someone to try and get out of being arrested. Well, you can't do that. I'm claustrophobic. Well, my wrists hurt. Well, I can't breathe. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, right? He, he's basically doing everything. And at one point, he says, I can't breathe. And the cops say, there's plenty of oxygen. No one's suffocating you. You can breathe, right? So the narrative that, he, that when they only play the little bit, of him on the ground saying, I can't breathe. They said, well, the officer should have heard that and they should have known he can't breathe and they should have believed him and they should have gotten off of him. Well, what the media doesn't show you is that other part where he's saying, I can't breathe and every other posture and the officers are actually saying to him, "That's you're, you're lying, it's ridiculous, you can breathe, no one's touching you. So lots of, lots of details here. Um, and to see the prosecution make the argument that the police officers had no reasonable um, excuse to to put their weight on George Floyd after he just tried to escape police custody by jumping out of a cruiser. Very, very disingenuous. Yeah, look, we're, we're not going to get truth. We're not going to get truth. And I think that's the issue that everyone faces right now is that they, they don't want to tell us the truth. They want to keep us guessing. Chaos. There's opportunity in chaos. I just I'm, I'm just trying to figure out at some point, if it's ever going to get back to a place where we can simplify things and take away all the drama and just talk about consequences, right? And, and here, here's another thing, Max. If, if, the, if the justice system, if the justice department had all of this information, like they had all of it, right? They reviewed all of it. And we're reviewing it and we look at it with our eyes. I mean, if anyone's welcome to, to write a comment... But they look at it with their own eyes. Could you actually see that there was any malice or police brutality happening in this environment? I mean, just think about it from the police's perspective. They're, they're asking him to get in the car. They're asking him to get in the car. They're not screaming and yelling at him. Now, I've seen, I've seen incidences where that's not the case, right? But in this case, were the police officers being 
were they being were they going over the top were they doing something that was wrong i just don't see it and the justice department should have seen it too and they should have been able to say so, i'm sorry what you saw is not that's not what happened so, so why why do we sure not have the we're, intelligence we're completely clear we have to make i want to make sure we're not confusing anyone the Justice Department, in terms of the federal Justice Department, has not brought charges against George Floyd. No, they, have they not. haven't paneled a grand jury. The grand jury has not approved any charges. And they're looking at things like police brutality, violating uh, violation of rights under color of law, different federal crimes that we've talked about on the show a lot. Right. So that grand jury is still out. They have not charged. When you look at Minnesota, that's run by Keith Ellison, who is who used to be what, number two in the Democratic Party, yeah. who who proudly posed with an Antifa handbook. Right. I mean, like he's as left as it comes. So it's very clear that Chauvin is being railroaded at the state level. Just want to make sure that we we delineate it. Maybe I don't know if they call it the Justice Department there, but they're the Justice Department, federal Justice Department is not prosecuting this case in particular. And they haven't returned charges yet. So I'll make sure we don't conflate the two. Well, there is a state Justice Department and there is a federal Justice Department. Right. They're, they're still Justice. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they Justice call it. Department. Yeah. I mean, the Department of Justice in the on the federal side, and you have one in the the, the Justice Department is the judiciary. They they have a judiciary, and when I talk about the judiciary, the judiciary is supposed to be based on a system of justice, and it's not. It's a system of laws, but how they interpret those laws and whether or not they use activism in order to make sure they pick and choose who they're going to persecute and not persecute. That that's the thing that I think that we have to worry about. We have to worry about the fact that we get so far down the path. I mean, I'll use that as an example. If, if, if we have our sensibilities and we actually do things based on consequences, then that, and, and we're, we're actually smart people. Like we, we just, we go through life. We don't want any drama. We just want a life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Go on, have a good, have a good life. How, how do you justify through this entire process? How do you, how do you justify the fact that People get to a final conclusion based on the information that's in front of them, like we're looking at right now, and that he was even charged. If you just go back and look at the 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 level by which people have to look at the threshold for a crime being committed. I mean, they're being charged with a crime, the threshold of the tr- crime being committed, that that they couldn't see this if they were sensible people, if they were good people, and it was based on fact. All of the evidence that's coming out pushes towards that fact. It does. It pushes towards the fact that there was that, that that they didn't kill him. It pushes towards that fact. Now, are are we to believe that that these people that are in those positions are just not bright? They're not smart. They don't understand logic, or are they compromised, or something in between that? I, I guess that's my issue. Is that we we have a judicial system that is supposed to be run by people that make fair interpretations of the law in situations right they affect people's lives and it should be it shouldn't be activism it should be based on simple fact but it's not it's not based on simple fact i i i i think that the judge in this case has been more than fair and he's criticized prosecution witnesses right he sent the jury out and like scolded them for refusing to answer questions um in order to in, in order to indict, you only have to reach probable cause, which, yeah, that's it's very unfair. If you're innocent and you get charged with a crime, the fact that all they need to indict you is 
for the for the grand jury to believe that there's probable cause you committed a crime. That's basically it, it, it's very low standard. It, it's not even close to guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. But it's very easy to get someone indicted. That's why the old saying you can they can indict a ham, ham, sandwich. ham sandwich if they wanted. Um, the prosecutors are not part of the judicial system. They're part of the 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 uh, attorney's office, right? The attorney general's office, uh, Keith Ellison. So I, I think in this case, I think the judicial system itself has been relatively fair. I mean, I, I don't think you could have had a judge step in right. and say that you haven't reached the probable cause standard. It's a low standard. It's, it's a very low standard to, to indict someone. And remember, there's no defensive arguments in a grand jury. So I, I, I don't see where a judge could have thrown this out yet. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he's innocent based on what we know. I, I, he shouldn't have done what he did. I think it's tragic, tragic that George Floyd lost his life, though he did a lot of things to contribute to that circumstance as well. But is he guilty of these murder charges they're bringing up against him? No. But I, I don't see how a judge could have thrown out the indictment because based on the evidence, even if it's just from one perspective, that it looks like he kneeled on his neck, that meets the probable cause standard. But they had the evidence to show that that's not the case. They had but the, not in a grand jury. All right. So what you just said as far as that the, the prosecutors are not a part of the judicial system, that's actually not true. It's not true. Prosecutors are, are employed by the executive branch of whatever state they're in. You're saying they're not connected to the judicial system. They're not. They're not part of the judicial system. They argue before the judicial system, right? I mean, if at that point you can't, the, the prosecutors are not part of the judicial system. They participate in it, but that's why, like, when it reaches the Supreme Court, you have the attorney general. I mean, they're under the attorney general, right? So they're not actually part of the judicial system. They work with them every day, and they might be just as corrupt, but there is a line between them that separates the two. The judicial system doesn't actually decide whether to seek charges. The, the executive does, right? Uh, where do the judges come from? Well, it depends on the state. They're either elected or appointed. But where do they come from? Where, where, do, they, where, where do they, they come, come from? from? You judge just well, like go to... Pres presumably they're lawyers. Yeah. yeah. And? Some of them are prosecutors. Some of them are defense attorneys. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that, and again, this is a lack of not, lack of having to deal with the judicial system, right? You just haven't had to deal with it. And when I talk about the Justice Department and you talk about semantics, they could be called something else. It's the Justice Department. It's supposed to serve the people. The judges are supposed to serve the people. The prosecutors are supposed to serve the people. The, the, the entire system is designed in, under a system that's supposed to be fair to the American people. It's not fair to the American people. It's well, compromised. And I keep coming judges, back to this. I, was, I don't. I don't know what point you're trying to make, Max, because the reality of it is, is that they're a part of the, they're a part of the justice system. Those prosecutors are part of the justice system. And you would say, wow, they might call themselves something different. No, it's a the system is supposed to be designed to enforce and give justice to those that that have been wronged in some way or fashion, civilly or criminally, right? And they're compromised. Prosecutors withhold evidence. Judges. Yeah. Act with impunity, right? They don't look at the evidence. You say, well, the, the threshold's really low. Great. The threshold's really low when it's convenient for them to be very low. And in other cases, they're like, nothing to see here. I don't see how this actually raises to the level of a crime. And they let them go. And typically that happens. And we could talk about the guy in, in Minnesota 
that was firebombing something, and they arrested him, and he got probation. He was throwing Molotov cocktails at buildings. We don't even know if he's the one that threw it in the building that, that, the, the, that those people died in in Minnesota or in, in Minneapolis that they couldn't even get to. They couldn't get to the building because of all the rioters, the, the Antifa guys out there, and somebody died, and he gets probation. It, it just doesn't – the balance of what's happening in our society – is hey, if you commit a crime, it's okay. Just commit a crime. Well, I, I, right? I'm just I'm I'm trying to take a look at it from your perspective, because when when you talk about the justice system being compromised, I'm just trying to understand what you mean, um, because yeah, prosecutors do participate in the justice system, but they're not the judiciary, right? So there 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 yeah, are differences there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to understand it. I'm trying to understand it. No, like, you're getting into semantics, and you've never even been in part of. And this is the this is the knowledge that I have over you. This is this is frankly the amount of experience that I have over you dealing in this environment over 25 years of doing business and having to go through multiple different environments with my family, with myself, with having to engage in that system. Right. And mm -hmm. having watched other people that I've had to help that have engaged in that system, got trapped in that system. Uh, even the kids that I've had to help. I have a friend who's whose brother said, literally, this is the craziest thing. Brother asked him to send a package for him. So he sent a package for him. And they ended up charging him with shipping three and a half ounces of, of a concentrate for marijuana. He didn't know what was in the package. He just worked for, he worked for uh, UPS. And they charged him with it. Getting involved in how these traps, do, they, they make assumptions and they try to persecute people that they decide, mm -hmm. I want to go after that person. There is, there's no scale of fairness. There's no scale of fairness at all. The, the system is not designed. It's designed to be a weapon. I guess is probably a better way of putting it. And they use that weapon indiscriminately. However they want to use it, they use it. And we're just, we're just supposed to let it happen. It's, just, it's another one of those fatal, compromised, flawed um, systems that we have that, frankly, is on the, the verge of collapse because you can't let criminals go and lock up good people and have a society that has confidence in you. You just can't do it. And that's what, we're, that's what we face with today. At every level, we're compromised all the way up to the Supreme Court. All the way up. Doesn't matter where you're at throughout the entire judiciary. It's all compromised because there's no accountability. You have no way of going after a judge for making a decision based on being an activist. You have no way. There, there's no checks and balance there. There's no way. that the, the threshold for us is so low. They can indict a ham sandwich. But the threshold to stop that corruption from happening is so high for them and what's yeah. in between well, it, is it, the chasm of the haves and the have-nots that's why you have the clintons that's why you yeah. have the obamas that's why you have organizations like act blue that can do whatever they want act with impunity and then prosecute and persecute other people it's because they've weaponized the system so yeah you're, you're right it's very hard to remove a judge but it's not impossible in a state where judges are elected, you could get them unelected. You could defeat them. And yeah, it takes a lot of work and they have so much money and power, it's hard to do. But it's still possible. Bad judges get, get lose elections all the time. Federal judges can also be impeached. It doesn't happen often, right? But it is possible, right? So that's looking at representatives and do you trust Congress to do the right thing? Probably not. But it is possible to impeach judges and there might be rules in different states that allow you to do that at the state level too. Um, it's just, I, I guess you, you say that there's a, a difference in experience. There's a difference in opinion. I, I don't believe that, I mean, you mentioned it. I don't believe that judges serve the people. 
judges don't serve the people. Judges serve, <laughs> they're supposed to uphold the law and the Constitution. And yeah, there's a lot of bad laws. There's a lot of parts of the Constitution that, if we're being completely honest, probably should have, should be changed, right? Income tax amendment being one of them. Where'd Joe go? He's, he's falling. Um, so the judge, sure, there's sure. going to be a time where judges make a lot of really bad decisions that we don't like. Right. But they're not. I mean, and in states where they're elected, yeah, you can vote them out. So I guess in that respect, they do work for the people. But I don't want a judge that's going to do what he does, thinks is best for the people. I want a judge who's going to follow the law. And if it's a bad law, then we need to change the law. If it's a bad constitutional provision, we need to change the constitutional provision. But this is where we get into really dangerous territory, expecting judges to go outside of that lane to do what they morally think is right or what they ethically think is right or what they think the people want them to do. That's where it just gets dangerous, right? The judge is there to call balls and strikes, and not every judge do, does that. And when you get into the ability to sentence, that's where they have wide leeway, and it's very unfair how they sentence people in, in a lot of these cases. They, they throw the book at them when they don't deserve it. Absolutely true, right? But uh, it's not the judge's fault if someone gets prosecuted. The judge, If the judge sees that there's not enough evidence, really, they can toss it out. But it's just it's part of the system, right? And, and again, we can disagree on it. We, we, uh, but I don't want judges that, how, that how many, represent. How people. many conversations have you had with lawyers? How many conversations you have had with lawyers? Okay, you have a conversation a with conversations. the lawyers on on what happens when they go to trial, or when they go to court. Yes, you have conversations with those lawyers on what they think the system represents. Have you ever talked to a lawyer and said, "Hey, how do you feel about it?" Yeah. And they're like, "It doesn't work. It's broken. The entire system is broken." Yeah. I have not had one lawyer, and I have lots of lawyer friends. Not only do I employ lawyers. On, uh, for, especially dealing with this case, but I have lots of lawyer friends, lots, not two, five, 10, probably a hundred lawyer friends. And they all say the same thing. Joe, the system is fundamentally flawed and broken. And these are guys that do big cases, big cases. I have lawyer friends that are on the, the personal injury. I have other lawyer friends that work on civil, civil rights deals. They said, look, my job is to exploit the, the system. That, that's their concept is I have to find ways to exploit the system. I have to find ways to get through the yeah. system because the system is not, I went to law school and learned one thing and I got out in the real world and it's completely different. It is compromised. Not one would say otherwise, right? And so well, it's stacked, it's stacked. I mean, maybe we're just using different synonyms. I don't see it as compromise. I see it as you walk into Vegas and you understand that the odds are stacked against you. You understand that when you spin that roulette wheel, it's it, it's very the odds of you walking out with a jackpot are very, very low. The system is stacked against you. The government has all the power. They can indict you with a very low standard of proof. They have unlimited resources to bring in experts and, and yeah. witnesses. Right. They have, it's stacked against you. Right. Which is why, like, yeah, I, I give police officers the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. But at the same time, I also don't talk to police officers. Right. I can respect what you're doing and I can give you the benefit of the doubt. But I'm also never, never going to say anything to a police officer because there's nothing I can say that can help me. Anything I can say will be used against me. Right. So you, you can, it can be both. You can understand that it's stacked against you while still giving the benefit of the doubt to the individuals. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of lawyers believe that it's stacked against them, but they're not going to go in there and, and start shouting about it. They're going to try and win the case anyway. Um, so yeah, it's just a di difference in opinion, whether or not it's, it's compromised or stacked, uh, either way, it, it, there's an element of design to it that isn't particularly fair, um, for the little guy, n not at all. Right. 
But that's why we have those other mechanisms, as hard as they may be, to vote out judges or to impeach them if they start doing really horrible things. Just look at that judge. There was a judge out in, on the West Coast. A kid raped a girl, and the judge let him off and said he's a good guy. Right? That's horrible. Right? You can't yeah. do that. And that judge was removed. He's gone. Done. So it, it is possible to get these guys out of off off the bench very hard. Um, but I'm just I'm not I'm not ready to say that it's just completely compromised. It's stacked against you and there are bad judges. Absolutely. But it, it's not a guaranteed loss. If there was it, again, I said it the other day when Katie Hopkins was on, if I believe that it was a guaranteed loss and if everyone believed it's a guaranteed loss, then it's time to start rising up. Right. It's, it's time to stop talking about it. You can't say that it's that the thing's completely corrupt and that there's no chance that it's very hard to win. No one ever wins. It's stacked against you and then go about your life as normal. Right. I mean, at, at that point, it's time to rise up. I just don't think we're there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, I think that's the, the point at which we just have to have better conversations on what thresholds are. Right. Like, what are we what are we what are we going towards? And there's so many different things that are broken all at the same time that it's a free for all. And the free for all is is pretty evident. I mean, the government is shipping dollars overseas. The Fed is printing money at an alarming rate. Our our debt ratio is through the roof, right? Uh, you know, uh, Hunter Biden is run around with with uh, known uh, pedophilia issues, trying to smoke uh, Parmesan cheese uh, over here. Uh, we have President. Uh, uh, excuse me, we have uh, President Obama having conversation with and communicating heavily with Biden. So basically using the joystick of the office to get things done that he wants to get done, uh, acting as a shadow government. You have all of these things that are happening. Y you can't help but look at it and go, <laughs> what? what is the facade we live in? It's a facade because they talk about yeah. one thing while something totally different exists. And that that's the and I think this is the this is the reason why you have you know, places like Russia that come out and say, yeah, it's silly to even think that Biden even, is even a real person. He's a he's a shell of a man. It's silly to think that that Biden actually I'm, I can't even say it. Well, I, I, as, there's as legitimacy obviously mentally to compromised as he is, as obviously as obviously mentally compromised he is when he pardons someone, he still is pardoning them. There's no do overs. There's no he, he shouldn't have that power. That's a mistake that we all made. And giving the Democrats way too wide a berth in the 2020 election, right? But we have the ability to remove him from office. We do, and it, and it comes in four, in less than four years, and we have to take it, right? But the problem with we that is, is the it. only way that that happens is if we get rid of the the electronic voting machines. If you don't get rid of those, no matter the laws that they're actually doing now across the country for election reform, right, are window dressing. They don't address the systemic issues that happen inside of those environments. And if we don't get to the, right, well, the root of it, we're going to find ourselves in a, in a very tough yeah. place where we're going to constantly be questioning the elections. And then people are just going to stop voting and they're just going to leave the country or they're just going to say, hey, yeah. look, I'm going to so, retire and close their companies. I, I hate doing this, but we ha we're going to have days where we talk about this. I would hate to get suspended from YouTube on an aside like that. We do have a caller. We do have Gammy Sparkle still on the line. Yeah. She wants to talk about the Chauvin trial and how the media is building their counter narrative. Gammy, welcome to the show. Hello. How Jeez. are you? Hey, I've sorry, had two sorry for the wait. Since then. That's okay. <laughs> it was good. Um, listen up. I got a lot to say here, and I'm going to try not to choke on myself. Do you remember when Obama was president, and some guy 
broke in to his own house because he couldn't find his key, and the neighbors called the police on him. Do you remember that incident? Yes. Yes. And eventually, was it, wasn't uh, it Massachusetts? I yeah, was somewhere. that the beer summit? It doesn't matter where. That was, that was Obama's well, beer summit. Don't worry about. It. Don't be too anal about it, Max. Listen to the big thing. Um, Thomas right. Sowell weighed in on this, okay, and 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 tried to defend um, the neighbor for trying to, you know, do right, and it, it it all got upside down. But what I want you to get to is Obama spoke out against the neighbors, and got all crazy about it. Do you remember that? He, he made a big statement. Mm -hmm. Okay, you just remember that. Now come back up in time and time here. And then even to Ferguson, if you remember, when Ferguson happened, up oh, it was like you said. It was not what it was. And it was the grand jury, or the whatever they're called, um, th that said he's not guilty. It doesn't matter that he wasn't guilty. Guess what happened to his life? It was yeah. ruined. He will never have the freedom to stay in his home and get the police officer I'm talking about. That was innocent. Yeah. But in the meantime, they gave them all the right to just act like horses ass, Ashloch. Anyway, so now let's go forward a little further now. Let's go forward to the Russia hoax and the Durham you know, all the documents, the dossiers, and let's keep going forward a little further. Now we're going to get to an election that, for whatever reasons the world may give, was um, compromised for sure. Now, legality didn't play into it because everywhere that there was power to the left, uh, for any judges or legal people, they put that stuff down. Then we, let's go to the Congress and the fake impeachment. And look at the people in Congress like um, uh, Pelosi, maybe Waters, Feinstein. Quite a few uh, congressional elected people have done things that we would consider treasonous. And, and, and cause to completely impeach those buzzards and get them out into their rocking chairs. But none of that happened. And oh, I'm sorry, I skipped all of last summer when we watched cities in the billions of dollars being burned. Now, and besides being, you know, what was it? We were put uh, quarantined because of the pandemic. All this is all happening, yeah. right? And at each turn, what happens to... Dummies like me. What happened to me? What happened to all the me's out there? We got the shysa scared out of us. We started going, well, damn, I'm going to have to go get me concealed care. Yeah. I'm going to have to go learn how to be like Tig. That's a pretty hard task for me. Yeah. But we're going to have to go out and protect ourselves because all of a sudden our neighborhoods were being threatened. Our police were being compromised. They were being threatened. They were being yep. defunded. Now, you picture all of this in this huge swath I'm painting, okay? Um, and what we lost wasn't just our safety or our comfortable feeling that, oh, I can go take a plane to Germany and see my cousin or whatever. We lost every comfort, but then we lost something bigger when we watched the SCOTUS pretty much go sink themselves in the toilet. Boy, I'd like to smack them upside the head. But the so, point so is, Gammy, 
We lost all legal comfort. We lost the ability to believe that the rule of law was going to protect we, the people. We lost the ability to believe that the law would protect our president when he was scammed and kicked out. We lost everything that we hold dear. What? So, so Wait, Gammy, one more I, I thing. appreciate. Well, one more well, thing. I, one more I, thing. Way more thing, Max. Let me finish this. I, I, I'm getting back to this what? trial, okay? Um, uh, Mark Levin and Richard Randall were pointing out that all this racism that is being ginned up on the media every day, when there's 60% Americans are about white, 12.4% are supposedly black, 18.5% are Hispanic. Six, five or six percent, you know, uh, Asian and whatever, which I don't give a damn. Okay, I don't care what person's color is. I'm like with Joe. It's what's inside. But the point is, looking at these numbers of people, and yet, what percentage of people in the Antifa and BLM burning billions of dollars and killing people and law enforcement and all these city council people who voted to defund the police. Now we go to the city where the trial is. And again, how many percentage of all these people in this country and sides of whatever political forum they want to adhere to, okay, have made all that allowable? Look at what is happening. This isn't just one nasty judge. Like Joe said, why are all of these happening and getting away with, even in this Chauvin case, one of the guys in there is compromised, but they let him still be in there. They didn't boot him out because it is rigged. It is fixed. I mean, heck, wasn't it uh, oh, Biden <laughs> that exposed SEAL Team 6 and then that tr- uh, helicopter went down and 20-some SEALs were killed because some Oshloff was too stupid to keep his mouth shut? I mean, are you kidding me? And the leaks constantly when something yeah. is, uh, yeah. what's his name, Gates. Everything is compromising our rule of law, our comfort. We have been screwed, glued, and tattooed. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gammy, yeah, I, I appreciate you using, I appreciate you using German so we don't get hit by the censors. But you did say something. But go another step further. Now. They can intimidate no, but you, you. Wait a minute, no, Max. Gammy. Hold on, Max. Uh, no, we're going to get. Wait, no, Gammy, I, I, I love you. I love you. No, but Gammy, Gammy, too. if I don't say this, we no longer have a YouTube channel. I have to say okay. that the 2020 election, according to YouTube and according to their terms of service, was not compromised. Go ahead, you mean Gammy, I can't have an opinion that it might be? No. Yeah. If I say it might be, is that allowed? No. Well, yeah, so you can, we, but then I have to come back and say it was not compromised according to YouTube's understand. terms of service. Now, let's go on. You know, like if you don't agree with somebody, then they can come to your home. Like if they print that you are so and so and you have a gun, you have a house, they can scare the crap out of you, Max, and come to you. Why isn't that illegal? That your address isn't given to just groups to scare the crap out of you don't you see what's happening here this isn't just one trial this was planned this is a coup on the massive global front this isn't about the chauvin trial they know they knew you with me they know they know exactly what they did i'm now going to use i'm now going to use screwed glued and tattooed i love that that's now getting added to my Lexicon. I love that. Go ahead, well, Joe. Well, 
Jimmy, oh, I have plenty where that came Jimmy, from. Here, here's the thing that we get back to, and, and actually I want to be able to say this today because I haven't said it yet. The left are trash. They are, they, they literally are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists, and they're liars. You want to put that up? Put that up? Yeah. And they're Shaisa Kaka and Mieta. Yeah, okay, we can't. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, we have FEC meetings um, all over the state of Colorado, and Gammy is always in those meetings, always walks up to me, and ha I always have a great conversation with her. And, um, uh, you know, she is a fearless fighter and you know that she fights every single day she's not afraid to pick up the phone she calls the congressman she calls uh elected officials locally she talks about um election integrity at a local level and what the responsibility is of them to make sure that they that they get rid of all doubt and the only way to do that is to actually do do those audits here locally so gammy i just want to say thank you for all the stuff that you that you do across colorado specifically oh joe you're sweet Thank you. But did you see my post where I said only 28% of people in El Paso County voted? Yeah. Yeah. 28%. Now, remember all yeah. those city councils in California and Minnesota and Michigan and everywhere yeah. had so much power over defund the police? Yeah. 28% yeah. in our own county voted. Either way, hello, earth to nutcases. You know? Hey, Gammy, thanks for calling in. We appreciate you. I appreciate your comments. And actually, the, the comment section is lighting up with people saying, Go, yeah. Gammy! They want well, Gammy to, to uh, guest host the show. Yes, they do. Which I think would be really fun. That now, Joe, really you, you said something. I know you think you probably got to sneak it through because it happened when we had a caller on the line, but you did say trash. I said trash. And unfortunately, unfortunately that means that we have to now go Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Today's trash synonym is flotsam. Flotsam. <laughs> the the left portion or bits of, of something ahead. left over or behind after it has been destroyed. Synonym, debris, detritus. So it is a synonym for trash. Used in a sentence, the dispirited family picked through the flotsam of their possessions after the hurricane, looking for anything that could be salvaged. Today's word of the day is hashtag the left are flotsam. And, and guys, you have to use that. I mean, just use it because people are like, what in the heck is flotsam? It's, it's going to start some good conversations. Like, I'm not flotsam. I'm sure Gammy would come up with something that's in German um, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, yeah. She starts speaking, she starts speaking like Klingon. And we'd all be like, what? <laughs> 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 we love Gammy. I love, I love how she uses the foreign languages so that we don't have to make this um, explicit. But, Gammy, I did have to come in and, and say that just so we don't get taken down. I hope you understand you don't want us to get taken down from YouTube. And there'll be a day when we leave YouTube. There will be. But we won't do that on our terms. We are getting there. Not on the censor's and, terms. And, and by the way, the, the uh, live video section of the website is doing much, much better. It's uh, The pipe is actually up, so it's... Um, I will tell you, it is is doing well everywhere, I think. So that's good. So the people that are on the website, I just want to thank you. It looks like we have a little over 300 people on there right now. If you have any issues, please let us know so we can make some corrections there as well. So I do have a couple other clips that we have to play right. because there is something. So before we get to the warning, that if George, that if Chauvin is not convicted, that the left is going to burn down the cities. There's been a fight within this court case. The judge has tried to block the defense from bringing forward evidence 
that George Floyd had a history of drug abuse, right? They're trying to block the defense from bringing up evidence that he was high as a kite that day, four times the lethal dose of fentanyl in his system, right? Likely contributed to him dying, not someone kneeling on his shoulder blade. But they were able to get that in a little bit. I believe this might have been today or yesterday. They played a little bit of the body camera footage and asked one of the witnesses to say what they heard. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, and ruin the lead. George Floyd screamed, "I ate too many drugs." Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? While he was on the ground, he screamed, "I ate too many drugs," and that was hidden from you by the no. media. That was not serious? released. Oh yeah. wow! So let's go ahead and play this. We'll play this a couple times. The witness says, "I have no idea what he just says," but listen to it. You can clearly hear it. Let's play cut number four. Turn up the volume, Mr. Producer. Chaos, it's easy to miss some things, right? Uh, in certain instances, yes, depending on the severity of, of what's going on. I'd like to uh, publish um, part of the body-worn camera. It's Officer King's body-worn camera starting at um, 202101. This is a portion of what's already been received? Yes. Any objection? No objection. I'd like you to see if you can tell me what Mr. Floyd says in this instance. You hear what he said? Uh, no, I couldn't make it out. Does it sound like he says, I ate too many drugs? Listen again. I can't make that out, no. So in the chaos of a situation, things can be missed, right? Yes. So he screamed it. You can hear it. Now, some people are saying he said pills. Some people said drugs. What's very obvious is he's on the ground complaining that he ate too many drugs. Notice that that body camera footage was not included in the parts of the body camera footage that the media played for everyone. It was not included in the articles about it. Right. It was deliberately left out. Every single reporter who went to Minneapolis to watch the, the video before it was even released, they all heard that. They all heard George Floyd laying on the ground after he had asked. Let's just get that out of the way first. George Floyd asked the police to put him on the ground. He went from being he went from being able to sit comfortably in the back of a car to actually begging them to allow him to lay on the ground. Well, if you ask to be laid on the ground after you jump out of a police car, you're going to be restrained. But he asked to be on the ground. And while he's there, he said, I ate too many drugs. But no, the prosecution is, is fighting tooth and nail to stop his drug abuse and his obviously intoxicated state from being entered into evidence in a very creative way for the defense to, to bring that up. So they, they did not want that to get played? No. Well, but they're maybe, allowed to. Maybe right? They're was, not allowed to make I, the claim that he's a habitual drug They're not. Even though he is, well, they they can they can, but by asking witnesses like, was he a drug user? But they're not allowed to just make the claim that George Floyd died because he was on drugs. They're they're going to do it, but the prosecution is making it very hard for them to do it. So this is a way that they got around that by by playing the footage that you can hear clear as day, him screaming, "I ate too many drugs." What do you guys think of this? I mean, what what do you think? I mean, what what do you think? Listen, why didn't they play this way back when? 
Why? Ask yourself, even if you're on the left, even if you're the, the, the one person that gave us a down vote on, on YouTube, uh, Coomer, even if you're him or, you know, associated with him, ask yourself the question, <clears throat> why? Why did they hide this information? Why did they hide the information of the fact that they was kneeling on his shoulder? Why did they hide the fact that the person that was sitting in the passenger seat with George Floyd had warrants for his arrest? True story. Yeah, have you seen that? He doesn't want to testify because no. he gave the drugs to George Floyd. And if it's presented at trial that George Floyd didn't die because of the knee, he died because of the drugs, that would make the witness an accessory to murder or even just a murderer, right? So, yeah, of course he doesn't want to testify. But, yeah, the star witness for the defense doesn't want to testify because he himself would be implicated in the murder because he gave George Floyd the drugs. Let's call a spade a spade. I, I've never been on drugs, but I've been I've drank a fair deal. And when you start saying, wow, I drank a little bit too much, it's because you're feeling it, right? right. It's because you're feeling it. You're a little woozy, right? Oh, wow, I shouldn't have drank so much. That's what George Floyd is having one of those moments. He's on the ground saying, yeah, I, I ate too many drugs. That's because he's feeling it. It's not because he's like, oh, well, I'm going to regret this later. He's feeling it because he ate all the drugs to avoid being caught with them in his possession. Just like he did the previous year when he was arrested. That's what the, the prosecution is, is fighting to not be admitted into court. Um, that he was arrested previously, also ate drugs um, to try and get out of the possession charge. He's on the ground screaming, I ate too many drugs. And, yeah, and then he dies. Tragically. He shouldn't have died. He shouldn't have jumped out of the police car. He shouldn't have asked them to put him on the ground, right? He shouldn't have eaten the drugs. He shouldn't have used a phony $20 bill. All the things that George Floyd did, none of them deserve, made it deserving for him to die. But if he had not done any of them, he'd still be alive. Well, actually, the drugs probably would have still killed him even if he sat in the, in the car. But he, he was in the, the driver's seat. It, it, the police didn't kill him. Yeah, the police did things wrong. They should have done things differently. Absolutely. But George Floyd and George Floyd alone put himself in that position. Literally, he jumped out of the police car and asked to be put on the ground. So the fact that this guy's being charged with, with multiple murder counts, insane. Insanity. Yep. But I want yep. to play this, Joe, because I want to get your opinion on this. This is Maya Eccles. She is a Black Lives Matter activist. This is what she put out, I believe, yesterday. A warning of what might happen if Derek Chauvin is not convicted. Let's go ahead and play cut number six. If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Just saying. Just saying. Who is that? Just saying. Her name is Maya Eccles. She is a Black Lives Matter activist. This went viral yesterday. Putting out, she's saying, just saying. If you don't convict this man, actually she said sentence, but if you don't convict this man and sentence him, don't act surprised when we burn down every city. That is a terroristic threat. And we talk about the justice system being compromised, the justice system not being fair. How can we possibly expect jurors not to see that? We live in a digital age. They're not just going to go back home and put on their blinders. I guarantee you there are jurors who are, who are exposed to that. I guarantee it. And and and, he, and here is my here is my issue. No matter what happens, we have to get back to the fact that there's an injustice department, that evil evil people, and that's what we're dealing with is evil people. 
get to say and do whatever they want and act with impunity while good Americans are persecuted. And, and, I, and I'm just, I mean, I'm going to tell you from my perspective, I am prepared for being persecuted. I'm prepared. I'm prepared for it. I prepare every day. I'm like, you know what? Um, they can't take away my birthday. You know, Nelson Mandela spent 28 years in prison, I think. Right? He did. And he stood up for what he believed in. Right? And, you know, the, the hard part for the left is they have, a, they have trouble with me. They have trouble trying to figure out how do we go after him? We can't call him a racist. We can't call him a, a homophobe. We can't call him a bigot. I mean, God, man. Oh, he, there's too many things that he does that he cares for and takes care of people and does things that are just driven by conviction of just being doing the right thing. How do we get him? Oh my gosh, he overpays on taxes. I can't get him there. Ah, uh, he, he's not in the company anymore. He, he doesn't have a lot of debt because he just tries to live a, a you know just a simple life. How how do we get him? But I know some somewhere along the line they're gonna try. They're gonna try. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I know I'm at that point where the system's going to do what the system's going to do. I have to continue to be true in who I am, be authentic. And through that authenticity, you know, I, God will prevail. Even in the end, God will prevail. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. Well, before we go, I want to show you, Joe, something, get your take on it. Um, a ridiculous headline that was in The Guardian a couple of days ago. Let's go ahead and put oh, on my yeah. screen, Mr. Producer Josh. I was the only black kid in the pool. Why swimming is so white? What in the world That's is what going journalism on? Looks like. <laughs> That's not journalism. Swimming. That's swimming trash. is now white. That's trash. Swimming is white supremacy. Yeah, that's <laughs> trash. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, and uh, since you have your screen up, go to uh, Oregon Board of Education. You said trash again. So before or, we do that, our next word of the day off of flotsam is jetsam. Same deal. Remnants leaving. So you said trash. Got to be careful. The Oregon Board of Education, <laughs> right? I think it was the Portland Board of Education. I don't know which one it is. Says that math is racist. Oh, it's racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Math is racist. They want to mm-hmm. dismantle math instruction because of its toxic characteristics of white supremacy culture math people i just want you to understand that these lunatics on the left think that math is racist math mathematics Mm -hmm. is racist you know what they're setting you up for they're setting you up for the upcoming elections Eh, don't pay attention to the math Eh. He has more as racist. It's racist that the more people voted for that person than voted for that person. Really? It's racist. This is a true, this is a real story. The Oregon Education Department recommends course that claims ask kids to show work in math class is white supremacy. Yeah, that's what pisses me off because if you actually just look historically, we wouldn't have math if it wasn't for Arabic numerals, right? If you look at white people, Europeans, you look at the Romans, Roman numerals. I dare anyone to try and do math using Roman numerals to add, subtract, yeah. multiply, yeah. divide. Can't do it. Yeah, no, right? you can't. Arabic, no, Arabic no. numerals made it possible. So math without the brown man, to take their words, math would not exist. 
So the, the notion of math being racist, when the only re reason we're even able to make these computations is, is because of the contribution from brown mathematicians, it's just historically naive. Well, it's, it's, and brown, that's what, that's what it's, it it's brown and black, by the way. Because we, ah. we actually we actually don't talk about the contributions to mathematics that happened in North Africa or happened in in Central Africa, right? So they're, they're, it's it's not a it's a, it's a, you know and it was Aramaic, not Arabic, but you 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 go back in history at all the different all the different contributions that have happened in math across the globe of every color, of every race, of every religion. It is it blows my mind that th this is the and by the way this is what was the. This is what actually happened. It's called a Pathway to Equitable Math Instruction. The Oregon Department of Education is promoting an online course that claims math is racist because it requires a correct answer, right? So that's as of right now. And this was two months ago. They said that they wanted to get rid of math. They want to stop teaching math. They want to stop yeah. teaching math. Now, remember what I said. The left is everything they say they're fighting against. If you wanted to break down the constructs of a entire race you would do it by making them weaker yeah you would do it by making them <laughs> not be able to do math not be able to get them to read the next thing will be is you can't read or write reading and writing is is you don't want to be able to have to do that no it's racist no opportunity no you shouldn't have opportunity we should just pay you to sit there and do nothing who yeah. wins in this environment? I just want you well, to ask yourself who actually wins. And it is not black, brown, white, green. It is the communists. It is the people at the top that want to push down and oppress the people globally, not just in the United States, across the entire globe. Yeah. I mean, again, without brown people, without the Arabic numerals, we would not have numbers. We would have, we'd have uh, Roman numerals. Mm -hmm. And without... Indians, we would not have the decimal point. Like, um, imagine trying to do math without a decimal, even having the concept of a fraction of a number. That would not exist without Indians. So yeah, the Arabic numerals and the Hindu decimal point, without brown, without brown people, we would not have math. So the math cannot be racist if all of math is based fundamentally on the contributions of brown mathematicians. No. But you know what? History is also racist. So they can make up history and make it say whatever they want. But, well, but that's going to be it for this edition. But, but, history, right. but history is racist. Racism has existed since the beginning of time. Finding colossal differences between people based upon something distinct that you can actually point out, that you can separate people by, has been happening since the beginning of time. It's not new. This isn't a new thing that, that popped up. And history has a, has, has a way of telling stories that frankly are just bad. They're evil. They're disruptive. They're, they're yeah, disgust. I mean, I don't know. War is, is painful. People die in it. So, I mean, I just, I think that as we get closer to this idea that somewhere along the line, the left represents anything that is just sensible, that just makes any sense. I think they're just doing too many drugs and they're putting themselves in positions of authority because we're letting it happen. We can stop it. We can stop all of this. That's by learning, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, learning the power of the word no. We'll talk about that tomorrow. No means no. Very no, good thing no, to know. No, no is a, circumstances. It's a very powerful word that we in our society forget about. You need to wear a mask. No. 
You need to you mm-hmm. you need to uh, get a vaccine. Now I'm not going to do that. No, no is a powerful word. You could say no. It works. It does work. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. It really does work. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, Make sure you like and follow our Facebook page. Subscribe, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Follow us, and if you feel so inclined, subscribe. Help us reach 20 subscribers so we get more tools, more goodies on DLive. Please, if you can, subscribe on DLive. And we're also, we are live. People asking when our website's going to be live. It is live. So if it's not working for me, for you, you got to let us know. Most people are watching it and it's working. So we are live on conservative-daily.com. That's a fourth place to watch us. Uh, make sure you check out all the links in the description. We are running a fax blast today. Joe Biden's administration is now talking about starting building the wall again, but they only want to build little bits. So the fax blast today is no, finish the wall as it was designed under Trump. Every single inch should be built, not just what Joe Biden thinks should be built. So join our fax blast campaign that's in the description on Facebook, YouTube, and it is in a panel on DLive. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Altman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.